During this episode, I spend time with Patty Hayward, GM of Healthcare and Life Sciences at TalkDesk, as she shares her expertise in personalized patient experiences and the pivotal role of technology in achieving them. While together, Patty outlines how TalkDesk cloud-based contact center technology revolutionizes patient care by seamlessly connecting communication channels and enhancing interactions. Additionally, Patty sheds light on TalkDesk's collaboration with Memorial Healthcare during the pandemic, showcasing their rapid scaling and innovation to deliver exceptional value to their end users. Join us for this important conversation as we explore the challenges faced by the healthcare industry, such as technology adoption and change fatigue, and how Patty and her team at TalkDesk are dedicated to personalizing healthcare. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Patty. A big, big welcome to our podcast today. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, due to the healthcare staff burnout crisis and your passion for driving transformation in the industry through technology and innovation to help providers, payers, and life science companies reimagine how they connect with the healthcare consumer, I'm looking forward to this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Patty, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the TalkDesk team are delivering a personalized, synchronized and radically convenient patient journey across voice and digital channels. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Yeah, for me, I think it's thinking about the end goal. Where do you want to end up? Take off all those constraints of time, money, personnel, etc., and figure out how it should be. I think when you start from where you are and you try to get someplace, you have so many more constraints on you and it's very hard to innovate and think about all the different things that you need to do. So I always encourage people to really think about where it is that they want to end up and then work backwards. I absolutely love it. And I think maybe we talk the same language. I love how you put it. And for me, how I kind of share it with my team and some of the amazing entrepreneurs that I'm so fortunate to be able to mentor and advise, I always talk about finding the art of the possible within that brain space, right? To your point, what could be, what is the end game? And maybe that working back from there. I think it's powerful. I think, and you know, as well as I do, Patty, we're going to talk about this today throughout our conversation. Healthcare is hard, very difficult, right? And how do we continue to pick ourselves back up off the mat, continue to put it one step forward and move this industry forward? Is this a mindset that you've always had in healthcare? How did this come to be for you on a personal level? Yeah, I do really feel like I've always tried to start with where do I want to end up? Because that has just freed me from getting mired down in sort of the process of how do you transform versus what do we want to be? And then I work back and say, well, what needs to be true for this to happen? And that allows us to have so many more enriched conversations that then look at, well, 
okay, if that needs to be true, why isn't it true today? What are the barriers? What are the things that we need to be really thinking about? And then boiling things down from there. And that's really allowed, I think, us to leapfrog forward in different organizations and to really think about things in a different manner. Done a lot of that with the pharmacy world and a lot of that with the payer world as well as on the provider side and started my career in life sciences, actually. So. Well, you just teed me up for a perfect segue <laughs> into what we're going to be talking about after we get back. We're going to be talking about how you came to be in regards to your story career, moving into being one of the key leaders over at TalkDesk, and of course, where you're seeing things heading otherwise and how we can be helping you. We're going to be unpacking all of that and more after we get back from thanking our Community Champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Patty Hayward, GM of Healthcare and Life Sciences at TalkDesk. Patty, thank you so much. You brought the heat on the front end. I love the mindset of how we can truly move healthcare forward. The way you framed it up, it's so important. It's now more important than ever. But of course, in order to be able to drive that mindset and work with your team members at Talk Desk. We need to talk about how you got there in the first place. You've had a storied career. Let's discuss that a bit. And then how did Talk Desk come into focus? How did you get there? You know, there's always that behind the scenes conversation to be had. You might've known somebody or something happened along the way. Let's talk a little bit about that career that positioned you to become that GM over at Talk Desk. Then of course, we'll talk about, hey, what's going on in the camp today? How are things going? Where are you finding successes? What are the challenges in the marketplace that we need to be mindful of? Where are things heading as well? How we can help you, of course, then we'll get out of here. But first, take us back, Patty. Join us in this conversation of how did this come to be in the first place? Yeah. So I actually started as a bench scientist, funny enough. So I started in the area of doing DNA testing and just a lot of different things on the bench. Went into sales because when I was graduating there, just decided I didn't want to get a PhD and go into research. So I started going into working with the organizations that I was doing the work in and started looking at how do you automate manual processes, funny enough. And that's something I've always been really passionate about is how do you break things down and take error out and how do we take things and scale them? So started with working with the Human Genome Project and working with company called Beckman Coulter and working with liquid handlers and how do we do all these things. Worked from there over into working for McKesson and doing that same sort of thing in the central pharmacy of how do we automate manual cart fill. Worked into the IT side of the house to look at EMR and that was right when meaningful use came out and how do we really go from everything on paper to being electronic? How do we get 
physicians to do physician order entry as opposed to handwriting everything and kind of went through that piece, moved into working with Aetna and worked on things like uh, population health and how do we look at putting together different organizations and working more in conjunction with the physician groups and then moved kind of back over into McKesson and working for retail pharmacy, funny enough this time, getting out of the health system, kind of going into the retail space of that world, and then came to TalkDesk, which was not really kind of a thing. When I when someone approached me about it, I was like, what's a TalkDesk? <laughs> and the thing that was really important to me when I was looking for my next move is healthcare does not move real rapidly. And healthcare technology, funny enough, doesn't either, right? A lot of the technology that we have is based on older code. It's hard to innovate on. It takes a long time to move things. And so that becomes really difficult. If you look at the technology stacks that most health systems have, it's legacy, on-prem, older code. And for me, I was looking at how do I get into high tech? I feel like high tech has some really interesting things to offer, but I didn't want to get out of healthcare technology. So it was really important to work with a company that A, was highly innovative, and B, was really looking at verticals in a very meaningful way and not just trying to put a go-to-market sales strategy together, but how do we actually build purpose-built product to help healthcare move forward? So that was kind of the genesis of the whole thing. A friend of mine was working at TalkDesk and said, you know, I think you should come over here. Your passion about transforming healthcare and making it more personalized would resonate really well here. I think you could develop the story. So that's how I was kind of connected with TalkDesk. And that, like I said, the things that really resonated with me were TalkDesk having out of their 11, first of all, the first CCAS vendor that was born in the cloud. So similar kind of where Salesforce came from of being the first one born in the cloud, we were the first CCAS vendor natively built in the cloud on microservices. So we didn't have legacy on-prem architecture that we had to keep up. We just were able to innovate on the platform that we had now. And the absolute focus on innovation of putting more than 50% of the employees in product and R&D was a huge commitment. Being in the Gartner Magic Quadrant four years in a row, super important because it's already been proven that they can do it, proven that the industry is receptive and seeing what they're doing and then rewarding it. So that was really important, but they hadn't really gone into healthcare yet. And the legacy systems are very much more prevalent in healthcare, as you would imagine. <laughs> and so I joined right when the pandemic hit. So Lots of things were changing. I think it really lit a fire under folks in moving from on-prem in the cloud because all of a sudden they had no choice. They had to send people home and they had to have the ability to continue to answer the phones and to continue to do things that they wanted. So the first step was, how do I get to the cloud? But then it was, how do I transform this patient experience? Because now people can't come to see me. They're calling. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the people. We don't have the technology to deal with it. So I talked to many health systems whose phones just literally went down. They couldn't answer the phones. They were just dead because of the volume that was happening. And so to really think about how do we think about experiences we have in other industries, I always use Delta as the example, because when I call Delta Airlines, they know who I am when I call. They know what I'm doing because I'm probably taking a flight tomorrow. And they're like, hey, are you calling about the flight that's delayed tomorrow? Right? So there's a more personalized experience in travel than there is in the most personal industry you can imagine, right? Healthcare is deeply personal or your family members that you're calling about. There's nothing probably more personal than when you're interacting with healthcare, there's usually a reason and it's usually pretty important. So 
being able to actually provide a personalized experience there was so important to me. Having taken my mom through her journey before she passed away, being one of those really complex chronic disease patients who needs management from both the payer side, the provider side, multiple specialists, things like that. Those are really tough thing for everybody to handle, right? High cost, high touch, quite frankly, the worst kind as far as from an experience perspective, because nobody really owns you. Nobody's really coordinating your care. Certainly nobody knows when you call. It's all on you to do. You have to be proactive. Nobody's reaching out to you typically. And that's a really difficult spot when you're already going through trauma. I talk to many organizations who talk about family members calling or people calling in the trauma of having to re-explain yourself every time you call and every time you talk to a new person, it's difficult and we don't need to add more of that. So to me, that was the vision I had when I came in. If I think about an interaction that I had with the healthcare organization, and I know what happened, but I kind of came in with what should have been like. I came into the ER for something. I left. The big thing about leaving the ER is they want you to get back with your primary care doc within seven days to prevent readmission. Well, okay. When you leave, what happens is usually they hand you a piece of paper and they say, go call your doctor. Here's all the things, right? It's all very manual. It's all, by the way, on you to do. What it should have been was, hey, someone should reach out to me to say, hey, we saw that you were in the hospital because my primary care is also the same as the hospital that I went to visit. So they're all in the same EMR. I can see all my stuff in the portal, yet nobody ever reached out to me. I had to do all the proactive work. So how do we turn that on our head, make it more proactive when I do call in? They can see why I'm probably calling, right? They saw I just had an interaction. Here's the reasons why we see you have an outstanding referral. We know you need to get to this person. That person, let's help you. As it stands, it's not that way at all, right? So that's the whole goal is how do we make these things personalized, synchronized across any channel? So if I start out on your website or in the portal and I sign in and I ask questions and I have to escalate to a voice, I don't want to have to re-explain myself all over again. I don't want to start from ground zero. I want to continue on. And I certainly want them to understand my history. I've been going to my primary care doc for 20 years. It shouldn't feel like I'm net new every time I call. And it does today, typically. Yeah. And you're spot on, Patty. And, you know, it's so refreshing to hear that you've had all of those experiences that led up to you springboarding into, into talk desk. And we're going to come back to something that I want to talk about. And it's in regards to when you started right in the height and the heat of a pandemic, right? And you know, as well as I do, what we had to do as industry, we were flipping on virtual care overnight when it used to take literally years just to have a meeting. We're going to come back to that in just a moment because I think that that, I really believe that that's probably a big part of what you experienced being the GM inside of TalkDesk during this moment in time that was this once in a lifetime generational event called a pandemic. So let's put a pin in that for a moment. We're going to come back to that. Because before we do that, Patty, I want to tee it up for our community. Give us that elevator pitch. I always love to hear, hey, who are you? What do you do? So let's elevator pitch it. We're going up a few floors. Just jumped in the elevator with you. Patty, who is TalkDesk and what do you guys do? So we are a contact center as a service software product native to it's in the cloud. So you don't have to have on-prem product. We have a very personalized and specific product for healthcare that deeply integrates into your EMR allows you to automate a lot of manual processes and things that you usually used to have a human in the loop for, allows us to make things proactive as opposed to completely reactive, allows you to tie all your channels together. So 
when people talk about digital front door, they specifically are talking about digital, right? You're leaving out your biggest area because it doesn't matter how long people are trying to push you towards digital, people still call. So you've got to connect all of those dots and make sure that you're not having to bring together disparate systems. You're using a single vendor that has built this from the ground up specifically for healthcare with people who understand the industry, who have worked in the industry and who've been around for a long time and understand it. So those are all really important aspects and world-class, by the way, Gartner Magic Quadrant in the leader quadrant for four straight years. So a lot of great accolades and pieces there. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. I love it. Thank you for that, Patty. So let's take that pin, let's pull it out and let's go back to kind of what I teed it up. Because again, I just, you think about these moments in time, not just for our industry, but for us personally, that the leaders that are passionate and have given their career to this industry that we just care so deeply about. There you were joining in the heat of a pandemic in 2021. What you just described in regards to what TalkDesk offers and specifically offers the healthcare industry needed now more than ever in that moment. What was that like? What were those conversations like with your end users and how receptive were they? Sometimes, let's be honest, it was just pure chaos. And how did you guys get through it? How did you scale? How did you deliver that value back to your customers? And what were those responses like? I think the first time I unveiled the video that we put together, which again was my personal journey that I sort of genericized, but basically showed them what it should have been like. I heard things like magical. I heard things like, can I have this tomorrow? <laughs> and I've also heard the other thing, which is I don't believe that you have the integration. Like you can't, how come we're not doing this already, right? What's the catch? So there's the hope and the dreams as well as the pessimism because we've all been through the over-promising, under-delivering aspect of technology as well. So I think there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of hope. There was a lot of, man, we really need to do something different. And thankfully, the folks at Memorial Healthcare, Jeff Sturman, who's just a visionary guy, right? Chief digital officer over there, just jumped in headfirst with us and said, all right, we're going to develop this with you. We're going to go first. We're going to be the ones to bring it live. And you've done all the testing with Epic. We were on the first CCAS vendor to natively be in the Epic app orchard. Still the only one. Everybody else goes through partners. And so him jumping in and really working with us and having a vice president of product who also worked at Epic for 13 years really helped. <laughs> so we had a great relationship there. We were able to do a lot of fast work and bringing what we needed to the table, which is again, when I talked about what I was looking for, that rapid innovation and being able to go in. The thing that I'll tell you the messy middle, which is getting people to say, I want to innovate, but I don't want to be first. Everybody wants to be on the cutting edge. But if you talk about what I just talked about and you call any healthcare organization out there, none of them are doing it. So there's this, I want to go first, but I don't want to go first. I'll go third, fourth, fifth. But what I want is someone who looks exactly like me to have been doing this for a couple of years and then I'm going to adopt it. So that's the challenge in the middle there is how do you get people to sort of walk in there with you? And luckily, there's some organizations that are really pushing the envelope, realizing they need to do something different. We all know employee burnout, right? Mike, it's just what we just went through. It's so hard and we're taxing our people more than we ever have. So it's not even just about the patient and healthcare consumer experience. It's about the agent experience. I've sat with agents and I've looked at the spreadsheets, literal spreadsheets and the number of tabs on Google Chrome for them to go search for the information that they need. Imagine being able to have it just handed to you, right? The AI is listening to the conversation, be able to say, here's where you need to go next. Instead of having all of these tabs they got to go to and things that they have to do and 
having things like a generative AI summarize their call and set the disposition for them right away. So they don't have to do that. They don't have to take time to do that. They can take the time to be personalized with the patient, to understand and be more empathetic and allow them to have that space so that they're not feeling overtaxed and overburdened with all of those different aspects, whether it be in the payer world, the life sciences, I've been talking to everybody, we're all sort of in the same boat of just not enough skilled individuals because healthcare is hard. It's not like a standard contact center. You've got to have some good knowledge and some good skill sets. It's not only be customer friendly, but to understand the complexity in these organizations to be able to guide the patients and the consumer through that. It's not an easy task. And you're spot on. I mean, we talk about this quite a bit on the podcast here, and it's this notion of the lack of talent and workforce. We don't have the sheer numbers. It's not like we don't have smart, amazing people working in healthcare. We do. We just literally don't have enough of them. And that's happening in every industry, not just healthcare. It's just, it's a more acute in this space because you just teed it up perfectly. As I always love to say, the longer I'm in healthcare, the less I know. It is a complex beast, right? So you're spot on on that. And, and so how do we take technology and how do we take innovation to help work alongside and help propel our healthcare workers so they can meet the call and the demands of the industry? And it sounds like you guys are doing exactly that. So Patty, how has the response been now that you've taken over as the GM for healthcare and life sciences at TalkDesk? What has the response been like? What are some of those results you guys are seeing in the marketplace? Well, I think we're doing some unique things too. It's not just building the product. We're also one of the things that working with these healthcare organizations, whether it, like I said, pay or life sciences or provider, they don't know what they don't know. So there's been a lot of help guide us, right? Help guide us through what are we supposed to do? So we've actually stood up an organization around our professional services dedicated to healthcare. Same with our customer support organization, because we realize that it's not just buying technology because technology, you pick your horse, you run, but how do you adopt it? How do you actually get the return that you want to get out of it? How do you sit down and say, how do we actually transform our organization to take advantage of all of this? We're not just going to pour old wine into a new bottle because you see that a lot, right? You buy technology and the first question is, how can I make it do all the things I used to do? Which is not what you want to do. You want to take that time to say, okay, we're going to trans, again, start with the end of mind and how do we make that happen? Now, there's going to be trade-offs. You're not going to be able to do things always the same way that you've done them before. And that takes some courage. It takes innovation. It takes different thinking. And that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges we have in healthcare is people see they want to go there. They have no idea. There's the space in the middle that is very difficult and scary to get through. And how do we choose the right partner to actually partner with us? Not just a technology vendor, because I think that, especially in the SaaS world, and I'm new to the SaaS world, the SaaS world is back up the dump truck, tip it over, give you the technology. God bless, have fun. We'll support the technology, but you all got to figure out how to adopt it. And so you spend millions of dollars on service integrators, on consultants to come in and really help you transform and customize the product to you. With us, we've gone at it a little different to say, you know what, what if we could innovate a little more rapidly and bring out of the box use cases that you can customize, but we start with something that you can utilize. You don't have to build things from scratch. You don't have to think about all of these things yourselves. We can start you someplace, which oftentimes gives you enough capabilities to then go through and adopt it and personalize it to your organization. And I think those, that way of thinking about it is really different and unique. And it does require some folks to basically kind of walk down through the water with us and say, okay, we're going to do this. This is where we're going. And we've gotten some great organizations to really jump in with us. 
a lot of tech forward companies who were looking to disrupt. That's where we started. Let's face it, Mike, that's who was going to go with something new and unique. It wasn't going to be your storied health systems that have been around for a really long time and are hard to move. You're going to get the carbon health of the world. You're going to get alignment, devoted health. You're going to get some of these big guys that are really looking to disrupt the space and do something different. And then you're going to start to kind of go out into the more early adopters and then into kind of the standards. And I think we're in the early adopter phase as opposed to the cutting edge phase now to look at folks who are like, okay, we want to get there. We've got some folks that are on it. They're going with some chatbots. They're really trying something new and different and out of the box. So we're seeing some really great uptick in the conversations. And a large part of it when I started, as I said, I had never heard of TalkDesk. People hadn't heard of TalkDesk in the healthcare space. So there was a lot of having to get people to understand who we were and how we were different and how we were unique from some of the other folks that are, have been in the industry for a really long time and they use today. Yeah, I know it's the proverbial innovators bell curve, right? Those early yep. adopters on the far left, those passionate yep. and folks that, hey, let's go. I, yeah, I know you're new, but let's take this on together. Those are always wonderful, but we always love the folks at the top, even on the backside of the curve, right? They're all different personalities that make up this amazing ecosystem that is healthcare. And it's so good to hear some of the names that you just mentioned, because I have a high level respect for some of those players that are disrupting and coming at it in new and creative ways that you just described. So let's park kind of current state for now. Let's take the crystal ball off the shelf, Patty. Let's look a little future state, call it, you know, I mean, in two to three months, the whole world might change, right? We should, things are moving at such a rapid <laughs> As pace. As we now. saw that in like two years ago, and no one would have predicted it. Unbelievable, right? So things are moving quite quickly. But give us a little bit of a horizon, two to three years, somewhere in there. And really two things. Where are you seeing, you know, with your amazing background and expertise and now helping lead over at TalkDesk, what are you seeing on the macro for the industry that we need to be mindful of? And then also, where is TalkDesk going to be in that future state kind of vision that you're seeing from your desk? Yeah. So I think that you're going to see a lot. I mean, I really think generative AI is going to change the game in such a major way and not just in contact center, but in all of healthcare. I think you're going to see it used in a lot of different areas that are going to be really, really helpful. We're not going to replace doctors. I think there's going to be things that it does that allows people to practice at the top of their license again. For so long, we've pulled them into these administrative tasks that they want to do. It's dissatisfying. It's not what they really want to do, but we have to have it from a transparency and just record keeping and just how do we deal with regulations and things like that. I think you're going to see that technology step in and really help fill the gaps and allow that shortfall that we have right now in nursing and in all of our clinicians. We're dreadfully short on those folks. And it's hard to recruit new people to come in because they're not getting the pay to the amount of education they need to have and the expense that it costs to get that education is tough. I think allowing people to have more of that clinical practice time and the things that they love is going to really be a big piece of it. I think you're going to see a lot of that coming across. I think you're going to see different kinds of technology that we haven't even thought of come out because of it. <laughs> you know, I think we're in this point where we're going to see some rapid innovation happening in the next couple of years. And I think that organizations really are going to be starting to focus on how do they consume technology smartly? How do they do it in a way that allows their organizations to grow but not break? I think that too much change, you get change fatigue. So there's a lot of things that need to be focused on in this rapidly evolving technology space. So I think you're going to see a lot of things we haven't thought of yet in the next two years. I always envision myself being right in the middle of it because I love running to where the leading edge is and sort of jumping on the other side. 
and seeing how I can bring my knowledge to bear to help bring that into healthcare so that we can adopt what makes sense because I don't think everything is for everybody either. So I like to bring that perspective as well. So I think TalkDesk is going to be right there. We've got a huge AI group that is jumping in with everything we have around developing product around it. Healthcare has been a probably our largest focus in our verticals. We have a couple of other verticals we're actually working really well on as well. But healthcare has sort of been leading the curve here on our innovation. And we're really excited and proud of that and building an entire practice around it, which is so needed. Because like I said, it's not just technology. I think that's the hardest part that people don't understand when they buy technology. It's not just buying the right technology. It's how do they consume it? And we spend so much time in these RFPs talking about requirements. And we don't talk about how you're going to actually consume it and how will your organization uniquely help me do that. And I think that's equally important, if not more important, than what is the technology sort of bells and whistles that we're buying. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we're seeing the pace and the rapidity of AI coming at us, uh, just even our own personal lives. And to your point, I, I don't think it's going to be replacing a doctor. But what I do, what I did here on another podcast a couple weeks ago, it will replace doctors who are not using AI. So you're going to have to be a part of our practice, no matter you know what your practice is in moving healthcare forward. We have to embrace it. And it sounds like you and the talk desk team are doing exactly that and figuring out unique and creative ways to deliver value back. At the end of the day, the game here is we have to keep the patient centered and focused and making sure that we're viewing them as that consumer. And how can we be doing that in every facet of this industry? And you guys are laser focused on it. I absolutely love it. But we'll put the crystal ball back on the shelf for now, Patty. Let's get back to current state. Love to help our guests out. This community, the rally around the podcast is a phenomenal one. What's one problem need or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with? Love this because I was like, I would love to have a podcast, like a panel discussion around silos of communication in the healthcare organization. I think that's one of our biggest challenges is how do we work together across an organization? Because you see everybody sort of running and doing the best they can in their lane, but they're running in their lane. We don't have a lot of cross communication and a lot of cross functionality going on still. And I think it's one of our biggest barriers to transformation. And how do we solve that? Love to hear from some of your folks that are on the provider payer life sciences side talk about, you know, what are they doing in their organization? How can we help? What help do they need to kind of work through that? Because I do see that as one of the biggest barriers to just transformation. Everybody wants to transform and do these things, but I feel like that's one of the biggest barriers to actually realizing it. It's absolutely a truth that we see over and over and over again, Patty. And we got to figure out how do we lower these barriers because there are plenty of amazingly talented, incredibly passionate leaders in this industry. But how do we go about doing exactly what you just asked? So for our community to have those conversations about it, how do they get a hold of you, Patty? Social media handles, websites or otherwise, how do they track you down? Yeah, LinkedIn. Love to have great conversations on LinkedIn. Certainly talkdesk.com. Come take a look at all the things that we're doing there. You can email me at patty.hayward at talkdesk.com. Love to continue the conversations. Easy enough. And for our community, just head on down into your favorite podcast player to find all those contact points for Patty and her team. Or you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Patty's episode where you can also leave comments and feedback, suggestions or otherwise, and find all of those contact points for Patty and the Talk Desk team. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, Patty, we're going to wind it down. An awesome conversation today. Love what you and the team are heading. This is more important than ever. But before you get out of here and we wind this up, what is this one last piece we have for you? I need you to fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? 
because healthcare is so personal and it actually should feel that way. 100%. And it doesn't. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is and it doesn't. And you're spot on. And I know you and the team are laser focused on solving that. How do we move closer and closer to it? I know we can get there. We have incredible people in the industry. I know we can get there as we continue to challenge the status quo and move forward and in innovating this industry. So for now, Patty, thank you so much for joining up with us and sharing your story and sharing all the wonderful things happening within your camp over at TalkDesk. But for now, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.